Hello and welcome back to the Sacred Jellyfish podcast. Today I am with a dear friend, Tracy. She is a life coach and a spiritual advisor. Today we are talking about balancing spirituality and the human experience and the duality between those two. Yes, very excited. Yay. How are you? Oh, this is a good question. Um, what energy do you feel like you're embodying today? Oh, honestly, super reflective and like um, analytical almost. Like I feel like today is um, a day where I'm kind of tuning in to inward world. Mm. And yeah. you, you recently moved, right? Yeah, literally like four days ago. So it's still pretty hectic around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, It's like today I'm finally able to do some internal searching and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know like when a move happens in my life, I'll wake up and then I'll like forget where I am. And I'm like, oh crap. Like I literally just moved. My whole environment's different now. Yeah. It's definitely new to me because I've never moved like houses before. So it's a totally new experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That takes yeah. self-reflection. I know a lot's going to happen with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's already it's very exciting. You know, it's like there's a lot of little gifts in it, you know. Mm, Yes, exactly. So what topic or what general idea do you think you want to start off with this podcast? Like, do you have any ideas? Um, I mean, we could do finding balance in day to day life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. Um, Yeah, I guess we could I could start by saying like, In day-to-day life, I find balance by, like, tending to myself as I would looking at a garden, you know? Mm. Like, what parts of myself might be a little more wilted or, like, what needs more nourishment today? Um, So that kind of helps me find balance in day-to-day. Yes. I'm interested to hear, like, how did you find balance or how are, are you feeling? Are you feeling grounded with this move? How are you grounding yourself? Um, I've been going in, like, by the trees and in nature a lot, you know, just going outside and taking breaks in between, like, unpacking and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just making sure to have some time for myself in the evening after all the energy moving throughout the day. But, yeah. And then, yeah, that's how I'm staying grounded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I know, like, um, when I get off work, I mm-hmm. sometimes like I feel like I take on everyone's energy so I literally yes. I get home and I either one dance and put on my headphones and just like take alone time or a two just like sit and stare at the wall for like 10 minutes and just reflect on the whole <laughs> yes oh my gosh I I totally relate to like reflecting on the whole day just sitting <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know I feel like sometimes it's necessary, you know, because there can be a lot to process and oh, it's yeah. important to take that time. Do you feel like you're um, an, an empath or like more yeah. like you just suck in everyone's emotions? Yeah, it it can be really difficult at times, um, especially if it's like a, a wide variety of emotion around. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for like me, when I was in high school and when I was in like um, 
middle school, that's when I like started feeling like I am taking on people's energies and I like didn't realize it till high school. Oh, really? I remember just getting like migraines and I felt very like overstimulated because there was, yeah, there was a lot of energy going on. And yeah, I wish I knew back then how to ground myself and how to take a long time and set those boundaries with other people. Yeah, that that part's really important. Yeah, it's definitely, I feel like a different learning process for each person because, you know, everyone has like different boundaries. But what what did you do to kind of ground yourself? to like prevent like more migraines happening when you were around a lot of energy? Um, well, usually I know like at work, for example, I will still kind of get like a foggy headache. I wouldn't say it's as intense as it was, but I like there's times when you can't really step away, which kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. I, for me, I'll grab water. I try to really hard like to pack a snack that is like nourishing and it's like an easy something I can grab and feed myself to kind of like regulate my nervous system a little bit yeah and um I know I'll ask like my coworkers, like hey I'm gonna go to the bathroom and that's when I'll just like stand in the bathroom and like sometimes I'll give myself a hug I'm like girl I need this right now like I (laughs) I need to take a second yes yes you need to take the moments to yourself Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's re- I love how you have like all the little things that help you stay grounded, especially because it can be difficult to find an amount of time while you're at work to center, like to ground. Cause like mm-hmm. you said, you can't always have that break or time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I have a question. What do you do for work? I actually don't work right now. I've been really focused on starting the life coach spiritual mm-hmm. advisor business so yes yeah <laughs> it freaking love when people do that I yeah. because whenever you're you dedicate time away from what society like wants you to do and you like just follow what the universe is calling mm-hmm. you you're always freaking supported there's like no doubt that because the universe sees like oh shit she means business she's taking a loan <laughs> now and then everything starts falling into place for real. And it's like, even like the smallest steps can make the biggest um, forward movement and things like that. Because yeah. it's just, it's like how you said the universe sees that you're doing things and it's like, okay, well then here we'll give, it's like a breadcrumb trail almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It literally is. But it's so much more than breadcrumbs, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. It's like some cosmic shit. For real. Wow. <laughs> And um, yeah, I think like during winter for me, since I live in Colorado, it's always snowy at like the times when I need to go outside and it's like cold. But I also realized like um, it's good to sit outside even if it's cold, which I like try to push myself to do this winter. And then in spring, I'm like always outside, but I realized I really neglect grounding in the wintertime and I definitely feel like it takes a toll on my body um Mm -hmm. but yeah I'm trying to embrace the winter months right now at least till spring comes like around next month yeah yeah no I I totally relate to that with the winter season like it's snowing right now and I had that how you said um you're working yourself into the cold you know I feel Mm -hmm. like oh my goodness I just lost my train of thought 
<laughs> you're good. Um, but I was, oh no, no, thinking about like with the winter, how it's kind of like a mental game, you know, how it's like you're okay, your body is physically safe being cold, it's more of like the physical finding comfort in being cold, like embracing winter, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's helped me a lot in like being okay with the cold weather before the lovely flowers in the spring and the sun. Mm -hmm, exactly I know like one thing that I've actually been trying to do is take cold showers and when I first started I was like there ain't no way in (laughs) 30 seconds but now I'll take a shower and then I'll crank it to cold like at the end so I don't have to worry about washing anything and I'll just say okay I got this this is all a mental thing my body's safe and I actually realized, like, I trust myself so much more now, like, even that little practice, because I tell my body, like, it's temporary, I'm actually, like, putting you in this uncomfortable, like, position, but you're gonna mm-hmm. get through, you can, like, grab a towel afterwards. Yes, oh my gosh, that is so crazy, because that is literally what I started doing, maybe, like, two, three weeks ago. <laughs> love that, oh my gosh. Uh, I think that it's a great way to start out cold showers, you know, to ease into it, because it mm-hmm. can be like mentally overwhelming and physically (laughs) I I remember starting off I would like sit on the like shower floor and just Uh like because I couldn't stand because I knew I was gonna like run off but (laughs) it's it's very much like yeah a mental thing but I definitely want to like get into cold plunges Mm -hmm. eventually down the road I don't know if I'm like 100% there yet but also like I feel like when we think about getting cold plunges and things like that we're never gonna actually be mentally prepared we just have to straight up do it yeah I totally agree with that yeah I feel like that's true with so many things in life you know I love how like little things like that can be applied to so many areas of life (laughs) literally I know like whenever I think about something maybe traveling to a different country and living there in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm like, oh, girl, I don't know if you'll ever be ready for that. But at the same time, like, well, I might as well do it scared because that's what the universe is calling me to do. Yeah. I always say that, like, fear is like a giant light up sign being like, go this way, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always indicating, like, where you can build your courage, you know, where you can grow. Because, you know, it's like there's something to be afraid of. It's like there's fear for a reason, you know? hmm so and that can just be not like not like a negative thing but (laughs) yeah I understand what you're saying like um fear is just kind of our bodies like protecting ourselves Mm -hmm. from something bigger but also whatever you're scared of on the opposite side of that is sometimes your greatest gifts and like your biggest purpose yes I yeah I feel like the bigger the fear, the bigger the reward, you know? Oh, yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a huge sense of relief after, too. Like, even if it's just going to, like, a new coffee shop and ordering a coffee, you know, that you don't know, it's, like, that can be a little step that you have more courage now for everything else that might be similar to that. So. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want to also ask another question. Hopefully this doesn't take us too much out of the way, but when did you start your um, spiritual journey or when did you like dive into that? Honestly, it kind of, it hit me like a freight train. I'm not going to lie. I think 
it was right before COVID started. I believe that was like 2020. So like right at the beginning of 2020 and end of 2019, that kind of really started to hit me. Um, and actually, I kind of, I don't know, it's a serious thing, but it all started because my dad actually passed away and I was finally able to be in a, a, I felt safe enough to actually start paying attention to spirituality, to energies and kind of that side of the world. So, yeah. yeah. I always love the idea about like, whenever a death occurs, it's kind of like a new beginning. Yes. Because it, Yeah. I know like at least for my mom, she was spiritual, but she didn't get into that until my grandmother passed away. And it was kind of like, it was just a reflection. It's like, well, you only have this certain amount of time to live. Like death is honestly, to me, I think is like really beautiful because it is kind of a celebration in a way. And whenever in my experience, like someone that you really were close to in the physical passes away, it kind of opens up a channel for you into spirituality because you can kind of feel their presence like very strongly um, passed away and they're kind of like that navigator into a spirituality for you too I yeah I totally agree with that um yeah like actually um communicating like having conversations with my dad helped me connect to like my highest self more like and that side of spirituality, like guides and channeling and all of that. So it definitely helped open new pathways in my life. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Do you want yeah. to talk about that? Um, About how it like kind of opened me up or? Yeah, like um, maybe like communicating with your dad and like how he helped you connect to your higher self. Um, It was mostly through communicating with him it like started out with like in songs like you know little messages and mm-hmm. stuff like that but through the little things like that I began to just kind of pretend like I was talking to him yeah and then I began to get familiar with the energies and what that felt like in my body like what I felt like what sensations were in my body when I was talking to him and when I was receiving, you know, whatever he was saying. And then I applied that to learning what does my highest self feel like? What is my, what do my guides feel like, you know, like ancestors and like all that stuff. So it's kind of like really just tuning into the body helped me develop that. And just Mm -hmm. through listening because your body tells you, but you just have to let your mind get out of the way. It's like a whole process. Yes, exactly. I love that. Mm-hmm. I know like, um, like you were saying, exactly. It, you have to get into the body and like actually listen. And I know for me, whenever I'm having like um, something come up or I need answers, you just mm-hmm. literally, you just have to sit with yourself and sit with your body and you'll like honestly get it almost right away or if not like very soon. Yes. And it can be so funny because like, I'm like, like smiling because it's like you can go like four hours freaking out and then you tune into yourself for like 10 minutes, not even and you're like, oh, okay. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly how it is, dude. Yeah. I love how that happens, though. It's just, yeah, an instant relief. It's like an instant reward, you know, for tuning in and caring for yourself. (laughs) Yes. Do you know that like TikTok sound where it's like, it's like a reward? 
Yes. <laughs> I feel like this kind of applies to that. A hundred percent. I agree. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think whenever stuff like that happens, it's like the universe just like laughing at us too. It's like, girl, yes. you just needed to take a second. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you ever like get a message? Like, I know I see you do like Oracle cards and stuff too. Do you ever get one and you just kind of like, you hear them laughing at you and you laugh with them at you? Repeat that. Do you, when you're doing like an Oracle poll or something, or you're receiving a message, do you ever kind of feel them laughing like with you for things, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Me too. I know like, um, I think it was like two or three nights ago, I was literally freaking out because I had, I felt like I had so much unresolved things that I hadn't mm-hmm. said to so many people and it kind of like built up over time. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my life is crumbling. I need, I don't know what to do. And then I literally sat in my room, did an Oracle or a tarot spread. And I was like, oh my gosh, the answers were right in front of me the whole time. I just, one, needed to take a second. Two, I had to realize like anchor into my power, anchor into my body. Life is not that serious. That's another thing I really been focusing on. Life's not that serious. Yes, I literally, that has been so prominent for like the past month to two months for me mm-hmm. is because I also feel like in the winter time we also are in this phase of like reflection and like things are taken so seriously if yes. yeah so it, oh I just I love that <laughs> me oh too goodness. yeah I know like society pushes us to be um like still hustlers in the winter when you know our bodies are meant to just like take a break and like relax yes. And yeah, like you were saying, society pushes that a lot during the winter months and like around this time period because it really isn't that serious. Like I just need to lay in bed for a day, rest, think about everything about life and it'll be good. Right. Yeah. Because if it's like if we don't take those days where we really don't do much of anything, how are we going to like have the energy to actually do things, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because if you spend that time worrying about how do I do this how do I do this you're not building up any energy like you know it's always going to be more empty so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the long run it's better to just take the day breaks yeah it really is literally I know like yeah we just need to push that more if you're going through something and you just like really need to take a second for yourself I feel like there should be more days that you could take off at like a corporate job but obviously it's not right. like that. But I feel like it's not like that for a reason. So people break out of that, the system and just like live on their own terms, live mm-hmm. by their heart, live by their soul. Yeah, I definitely do see and feel like a major shift in that area of society happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really beautiful how like you also had your spiritual awakening like right before or around COVID because yeah, like a lot of my friends also had a huge shift happen during that period. And I think it was because a lot of people were forced to like also stay home and just like be with themselves because there was really nothing else you could do. You couldn't like go out Mm -hmm. and hang with friends. Yeah, it was definitely, I think a much needed thing, although it you know, it wasn't really a positive thing. It brought a lot of positive change. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I also want to 
Oh, I actually have some more questions on my notes app. <laughs> I completely oh, forgot about. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> right. Um, ooh, how do you become more present in the moment? And because I, I saw a TikTok this morning, actually, and I was like, I do this thing where I will kind of think of all the scenarios of the future and I will never actually dip into the present moment. And I saw this TikTok where this girl's like, girl, you need to stop thinking about the future because the future, like, isn't happening in this moment in this physical body and if you aren't planting the seeds in this moment then the garden that you will have in the future won't be as luscious and it won't be as blooming as you want it to be if you aren't planting the seeds in the present um but I want to know how do you practice being more present wow okay first of all I love that that was a beautiful like message (laughs) but um honestly tuning into my breath and um how you said you saw the message about thinking of all the future scenarios. For me, I experienced that a lot throughout the day. And to ground in the present moment, I honestly, I'll go outside and nature just all around is my go-to for grounding Mm -hmm. in the present moment. Because whether you're in a city, you can look at other people and be like, oh, there's this couple walking across the street. There's this store here. Or if you're in a forest, there's birds and trees and maybe there's pine and oak and maple. So Mm -hmm. it's like being aware of the surroundings wherever I am helps me become present because Mm -hmm. otherwise I'm I'm living through my mind. And that's something that is a is a thing that I am learning to balance more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Same here. I know. How is your relationship with like the ego? I guess I could word it as. Um, I would say there are times where my ego, I, I guess I'm going to put it in this way. It's like the ego puts on the mask of my authentic soul sometimes, but mm-hmm. that mask will stay on for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's my ego trying to mimic this like my highest self or something Mm -hmm. you know so I can I notice my ego but in ways where like I don't like it doesn't just I don't know how to describe it. it doesn't just run crazy like a kid in a candy store but I also allow myself to experience my ego at the same time because I think it's a crucial part of the human experience you know Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like I think that was a good way to put it too, because um, I know when I first got into spirituality, I felt like I had to completely banish my ego and I had to completely disconnect to it. Um, But like you were saying, yeah, it's a big part of being human because the ego is part of like trying to protect our bodies and try to protect us from experiences that we had. But it's Mm -hmm. also like you're saying, it comes with being human and it, is kind of the contract like with being human and I know that I'll like have day-to-day things happen and sometimes my ego will jump in but at the same time sometimes I'm actually thankful that it jumped in at the same time yeah I feel like it's it's necessary you know it's Mm. we wouldn't be able to go through the human experience if we didn't have an ego because it's like 
how would we learn if we didn't have the ego how would we learn our soul lessons how would we yes you know like we wouldn't be able to do anything and that's something that I've also learned a lot because like in the beginning of my awakening to spirituality I was so hard on myself that like I wasn't even living life anymore mm-hmm. you know like yeah it's I feel like a lot of people have that experience where they come into spirituality and it's like so toxic to where they feel like they can't be themselves that something is wrong you know Mm, but yeah I know like for me I like you were saying yeah before when I started dipping into spirituality I would really try to tame my ego and I would try to control and or filter a lot of my emotions. So it did resonate with like my higher self. And like I was very like light and love. But I also realized like your shadow and those dark, I guess, emotions like anger, sadness, um, jealousy, maybe like all of those emotions are like breadcrumbs to getting to know yourself deeper. But they also mm-hmm. they are a part of the human experience and your shadow I remember like being scared of the dark and I remember doing shadow work originally and I was like oh my god this is like scary but at the same time your shadow is only as scary as you make it out to be right right I totally agree with that yes mm-hmm. yeah I oh sorry I didn't okay um <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, no, I was saying the shadow, how it can, how you were saying how the shadow can be scary, but it's only, oh my goodness, my brain is not processing the words. (laughs) You're totally fine. You're totally fine. Uh, Yeah, I feel like in the shadow, when we do fear it, there's something about ourselves that we don't want to see. So, like, you know, doing the shadow work is important so that you can become comfortable with all those aspects of yourself because um, I don't know about for you, but when I first also dipped into shadow work, it was a bit, you know, scary to face those parts of yourself because there's a lot of things that maybe you don't want to be seen or admitted because of like self-perception or beliefs or stuff like that as well so and it can just shake up everything (laughs) yes exactly I know like um I just got this book from the library and it's Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown Mm -hmm. and it dips into a lot of like picking apart different emotions like jealousy for example and how jealousy is really just like anger or sadness Um, projected upon a situation like maybe someone isn't giving you as much attention as they once were so you like become jealous but also all the emotions that we feel within our bodies um, connect us kind of like to our inner child and our trauma Mm -hmm. and I also remember like when I first got into maybe like a year ago I started reading the book The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and I still haven't finished it really because um, I'm at a place where I'm trying to dip into my emotions more and like observe them so I can heal that version of me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like while reading that book, I was kind of pushing away my emotions. I was like, I 
like observing them but at the same time I didn't want to identify with them at all because I just wanted to like um not deal with the dense emotions but like we were saying before dipping into those more dense feelings and sensations within the body are going to connect us to our inner child and help us heal that trauma that is kind of like stored within the body Mm -hmm. yeah no I love that that sounds like a great book but um yeah oh my goodness (laughs) yeah I keep like having thoughts and the minute I go to speak it it's like popping away no you're totally fine you're good just yeah like feel it in your body right yeah Yeah. okay yeah there's no pressure with this you're totally fine yeah no yeah (laughs) the brain the brain the brain you know the fun things part of being human is like dealing with these things in the brain and just (laughs) regulating and finding balance (laughs) exactly I feel you I know like um when I first started doing podcasts, I would like um, try to make them feel like so perfect. And I would also lose my train of thought so freaking fast. I was like, yes. what the fuck? But I also realized like, I was like, <laughs> I would like dissociate. And I'd be like, wait, what the hell am I even talking about right now? Yeah, I, like, I just needed to like, yeah, take a moment of silence for my mind to reevaluate the situation. <laughs> Right. Like, what's going on here? What are we talking? (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. Let me see. I also, I had another question that we can jump into. And I think it, I mean, it does have to do with um, balancing being human and spirituality. But I think I wrote, like, in this life, I, I chose to be human. Like, we all choose to be human that's like why we're all here Mm -hmm. um but also I know like a lot of people will kind of get spiritual psychosis I don't I don't know if I like that label but at the same time um some people will really disconnect from the human experience and solely work on energy work and connecting to like higher realms and I want to know what your opinion on that is Yeah, that was actually a point that I wrote down in my notes. Um, I said, don't go too far or deep. Like, you know, like, go with the flow of spirituality and the human experience. But it's if, like, if you go too deep, you know, in Frozen, how it's, like, Atahala or whatever, she went too deep and got frozen in time. It's, like, yeah, there's a certain point where it's, like, everything in moderation because then it becomes a point of being imbalanced, you know, like our physical vessels, these human bodies cannot hold all of the actual energy of our pure souls, you know, like, so I feel, yeah, the spiritual psychosis can be a real, a real thing to look out for, especially when diving in, because when you first look into spirituality, a lot of people or a lot of what you find are the bigger spiritual teachers and they don't always talk about the balance of the human experience you know Mm -hmm. so yes that's why I think like um I wouldn't say new no I cannot speak new age spirituality is wait I lost my train of thought (laughs) (laughs) it's not me this time (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like gonna say um I know like this new generation of spiritual advocates are more so tapping into being human and actually the grounding into like your trauma and like really diving more into like human-based stuff but I do Mm -hmm. definitely notice like older spiritual advisors and like gurus would definitely more so connect to they would talk a lot about the ego now that I think about it they would talk about like um disassociating from the ego and not allowing the ego to eat away at you which I mean definitely like that's very much true like don't allow um human-based things to completely like eat you at you because life isn't that serious but at the same time it is very good to tune into what is causing you like maybe anxiety or potentially triggering depression because it can lead you deeper to knowing yourself yeah yeah I was just thinking as you were saying that how like you mentioned how they kind of push the ego away I was like the ego can be like tame but you shouldn't like suffocate it out of you you know like it can't be suffocated out of you yes it has to breathe it has to exist you're here you know we're breathing it's not like our souls have lungs you know it's like ego's gotta breathe we gotta breathe (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly and I think you were you mentioned before like um our physical bodies don't have the was it like the complete capacity to fully yeah the like expandedness of our soul yeah yeah because um I read there's this book journey of the souls I don't know if you've heard of it but it talks a lot about um our souls and a theory and concept of afterlife and it kind of made me realize that our souls like I feel like our minds in this human body can comprehend it, but we can't truly put into words or articulate the, like, the extent of what one soul is. Mm-hmm. Because like, it's even hard to put into words what I'm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like we are the universe in a way so it's basically like trying to shove an ex- an entire expression of a universe into a body it's like it can't yeah <laughs> I love the word you worded the way you worded that because it does the way you explained it made it very easy to understand and it makes a lot of sense because I know for me I will have days where I'm like I feel like shit and I think to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I wish I was just very high vibe today. I wish I was like in love with everything today. Like I did that one time. Yes. It, it makes sense too. Like we can't always be tripping on mushrooms, like have that capacity because mm-hmm. yeah, that was a good way to phrase it. We can't fit the whole expansion of the universe and how like beautifully consciously aware it is of itself into one vessel and one human because it could be like, we have like human brains in this life. Yeah, and it could yeah. be really hard to grasp such a huge thing like that. And I think sometimes that might send people down like a spiral. But at the same time, it's, yeah, it's definitely something to be aware of and to um, kind of like regulate a little bit. Yeah, I think that with that, how you said that, um, it can be hard to grasp. I think, um it's important to kind of just be like 
oh, that's really cool and be okay with the uncertainty of understanding it all. Mm. Because I think a lot of um, like going back to kind of the ego, the ego wants to understand everything, but it's like we can't understand and know everything, certainly, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Also remember when I had my spiritual ego phase where I it was like the ego but it was the spiritual version of the ego and I was still like I had those stuck up moments and I had those moments where I was like well I know this you don't type of situation but it was I would think about I would go and do a specific situation then live my daily life but I would live it through this spiritual guru type of perspective and when someone wasn't as enlightened as me or something like along the lines of that I would um not look down upon them but um kind of project my perception of them onto them and I know that that was definitely my ego doing that but at the same time it was had a little bit of spice if that makes sense yeah yeah no I totally understand that yeah no I also understand the spiritual ego thing because it's kind of like I think that a lot of people have that phase, like even I did, because when we start to have the awareness of all of those things, I feel like our ego kind of goes like, well, what do you mean you don't know this? Yeah. You know what I mean to other people? But yeah, that that was a phase. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Looking back at it, I was like damn I know it's like everything was so serious like finite finite you know it was like this or nothing but it's like that defeats the whole concept of spirituality it's like everything it can't be one thing and nothing else (laughs) exactly I know like um one thing that kind of goes along with that is the perception of um people will go into 5d and other people who don't have the capacity will stay in 3d and of course there's like truth to everything but at the same time it also kind of plays against the idea that everything is happening exactly as it should and there has to be that polarities between um kind of awaken and asleep as well as like bad and good experiences and like there has to be that balance right because if there's not that balance then there's no change you know Mm -hmm. because if everything was cohesive and Um, you know all the same there wouldn't be growth there wouldn't be change there wouldn't be transformation it would be I mean yes there would still be like growth and transformation but not to the full circle of understanding all sides Mm -hmm. exactly like I wouldn't have the perception I do now of everyone and everything if I didn't also go through that same exact period and that same exact phase yes yes I think that that's very important and I think that you know that kind of plays into having balance in life because you don't get as thrown off by people around you because you can kind of have an understanding and compassion for whatever they're experiencing that might be projected or something Mm -hmm. exactly I know for me, like, um, I remember the first time I reached out to you, kind of, it was about inner child healing. And 
I know that um, looking back at my childhood, or at least when I was experiencing it, I was like, why the fuck is this happening? But now yes. looking back at it, I'm like, oh, that's why that happened. Because I need to needed to like grasp that um, situation. I needed to have that perception at that time. So I could kind of grow into the person that I am now. Yes, I love that. I always like when I talk about like childhood or just that whole phase of my journey, it's like, although it was like the common saying like blessings in disguise it's like every single thing that I went through I got a key for Mm. you know what I mean it's like I always say that like I find keys in everything it's like everything that you experience big or small there is a key there for you and it's up to the person if they're willing to search you know yes so because it's like it's not (laughs) it's not fun you know growing up in a traumatic area of life you know what I mean it's not fun but Mm -hmm. I feel like nothing could replace the fruits that grow later in life from those experiences you know like you gain so much you definitely do and I know um one thing that has helped me anchor in because also I know that when I do go through similar situations now that I did when I was like a child, my body remembers, obviously. Mm -hmm. And this, I guess, is more of like a spiritual thing that I do. But I will kind of like time travel back to that period, like consciously. And I will um, meet that inner child and like be with her and like be present with that version of myself. Because when things like were happening when I was a child I wasn't able to be present with my body yeah I'm glad that I have the awareness of my body because our this human experience is kind of like the most um unique experience in the universe at least that's what I feel like and we have these like human vessels that are kind of like our roadmap to the trauma that we need to heal or what we kind of need to acknowledge or what we're feeling internally Mm -hmm like um grasp it I know our bodies will kind of show us what is needing attention yeah yeah I think you know our bodies are kind of like your um your control panel on your car you know what I mean all the lights and everything like a light going off like you had to work on your heart space or something like that like your body tells you yeah I love that I also love how you said you connect to your inner child in that way. I think that um, although it seems like it could be something small, it makes a really massive impact internally, you know, especially for that part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Do you have any um, like unique or how do you meet your inner child? Um, th- I meet my inner child a lot through my creativity Mm -hmm. um um at least in like the expression of my inner child but when I'm doing like inner child healing or work um I honestly do have a similar method to what you said I although what I do is I envision that part of me like I close my eyes and I envision seeing life through the eyes of that age whatever it is yeah but then I zoom out of that and I tune back into who I am now. But a lot of the times I see my highest self, not this vessel in these moments. Yeah. And it's like, I take that 
inner child or that age or wherever I am, I take that version of me with me to like a meadow in a forest to like a safe space that I've cultivated. And then, Mm -hmm. and I got this from somebody else. Like, I I don't remember her name. I wish I did. It was like a meditation class thingy. And then it's like in this area for me, it's like a forest with a Creek and a waterfall, you know, it can be whatever is your serenity and there's like all these versions of my inner child running around there, like seven-year-old me, six-year-old me, you know, they're all playing around in this safe space. They're not reliving the moments in the bedroom where they're screaming. You know what I mean? They're in the forest now. So that is kind of something I do. It's like, I take that part of me out of that situation after I feel into it. Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. You know, like, you know, be like, hey, come on, you can come here. You don't have to relive this anymore. Like, this is done. You're okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's really cute. I know, like, um, I think it's kind of for me, like, soul fragments. Because when, like, a traumatic thing happens, like, it feels like a fragment of my soul was, like, left there at that place. And it is really powerful to, like, take that version of you and say, like, okay, you know, that was, that happened, but now mm-hmm. we take you somewhere safe where you can like be happy and you, your body can like finally relax. Yeah. It's like a reunion with self. And then like, there's like a little celebration when that party comes back. Yeah. <laughs> this actually, it reminds me of this one meditation I did. I don't remember when I did it, but it was very similar. And this lady walked me through, it was like a guided meditation and she walked me through um finding the earliest memory I have of myself and (laughs) like going to that place where I remember me being and I remember also before I did that I contacted like my future self or I guess my higher self the one that is like more healed and like is more understanding of this human experience so like my Mm -hmm. wise self I like contacted her and then the current version that I was and that higher version of me walked together to grab that like little child, that little girl. And then what happened was we like kind of had this group hug, I think. And then we all morphed into that higher version and like that wise woman version. And it was like, we were kind of going back home to her. Wow. I love that. I got like body chills when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That just reminds me of like, a closing scene of a movie of like these three people walking out and just enjoying life coming together as one like I don't know that was just like a visual that I had that is beautiful thank you I love that yeah I think like inner child healing is so beneficial and it's really like so beautiful to just like be able to sit with those very uncomfortable emotions and retrain your subconscious it's a really hard thing to do but once you mm-hmm. do it like oh my god I am so badass for doing that yeah I feel like the inner child is kind of like the foundation of our quote-unquote adult life whatever you want to call that mm-hmm. because it's like when our inner child is like more wounded you could say you're like experienced a lot of trauma that we haven't gone back to look at or heal or do any of that it's like the foundation isn't going to be very strong because the foundation within you wasn't too stable to begin with. You know, it's like, at least, yeah. yeah, Cause in my experience, like when I started tuning into my inner child, when I started healing those things, everything in my life became 
like a breath of fresh air, you know, more stable. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as fearful as um, like fight or flight survival because I genuinely started to actually feel safe. You know, I think we kind of have to start at the inner child, you know? Yeah, we definitely do. That is a really good way to put it. I know um, when you were talking, I remember this, or when you were talking before about grabbing all the different versions of yourself, I remember that there was like this one sound or audio on TikTok where it said, when you turn this specific age and you have this like specific birthday, you're also 16 and you're also 15 and you're also like 10 and you're also four and Mm. how we have to have all of those like chapters and versions of ourselves to become the version that we like are now yes yeah Mm -hmm. every every version of ourselves was a necessary step to where we are yes yeah I'm so glad we like started talking about the inner child because yeah really it's like oh I feel safe whenever it's so like uh, just yeah it's heartwarming <laughs> exactly it is very heartwarming yeah do you have any other topics that you wanted to talk about before we start wrapping up um honestly not really you know kind of just going with the flow of it I think mm-hmm. we've talked about you know everything that was meant to be you know going with the flow yes exactly well do you have oh ooh, I wanted to try something if you okay. could give the person who's listening to this any piece of advice what would you say hmm honestly go with the flow knowing that the universe supports you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah leaving it simple love that love that Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for being a part of my podcast. And I'm so happy that I finally got to connect with you. Yes. Thank you for having me on here. It's been a great time conversating with you. Thank you.